What's cracking, y'all? You are now tuned in to episode 125 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Rim McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone at some point in life, and it was me. Um, you can find me all the time on Twitter at Rim McCoy KPZ. Cody. Hey, I'm Cody. Mm-hmm. So you're crying everything. Russ. Man, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka K Universal, aka School Wars Q, aka The Progenitor, aka Russ the Bus. But you can find me, man, on the Chatty Some Snaps as Meh and Mayor, and on IG at Candy Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. I D I D. Why? T Y. Um, so just so you guys know, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can join that Facebook group for, you know, any little bit of fodder that we might, you know, participate in in Facebook now. I'm not really aware, but we also have a Facebook page, NPC Podcast, and you can like that, you know, for the numbers and all that good stuff. We are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, and we are on SoundCloud, the podcast app. Uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything that you listen to stuff on except for a title because they're racist, you can just go there, type in Not Politically Correct, and we will come up. You can listen to us, rate us, leave us comments. I promise you we won't change based on anything that you said, but it's there. And it you know, gives you a voice as a person that is has an avatar on the internet. Okay? So, used to say it's time for sports, but that's no longer a thing. Cody... What are you dabbling in as of recent? Let's talk about it. Uh, nothing fun or that would be interesting for you guys. I'm kind of busy and stressed and whatnot. Oh. But um, a somewhat while back, I beat uh, God of War Ragnarok. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, Did you cry? It was amazing. Yes, a lot, a lot, a lot. How many times did you cry? I had a bucket full of tears. <laughs> That's not what 21 Savage said. <laughs> right. It's such a great game. Okay, okay. So, so idiots out there that, uh, holy cow, if they really don't understand what the game is about or means. Mm. Be- and I had to point out because they don't have children. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It's gotcha. a whole different game, man. If you... I don't think I would look at the game or understand it the same or the right way if I didn't have children. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. So you so in your mind, this is a, a video game, a version of God of War that was really made for parents. Not in my mind. It's it's not I won't say made for parents, but if you understand the concept and why it was made and the storyline, um the creator of the twenty eighteen one really pointed that out. Um Okay. I mean, he he made the second God of War, and then um, he's the only one to like so far to I think make it or another God of War game. So they alternate between like a few of them. Oh, um, really? Okay. But like since when he started making the 2018 one, he since then had a child, and so he like brought to them like, okay, how about he has a kid and he's got to go through these struggles where he is a god that's trying to become a man and he is teaching his son to try to become a god kind of thing and oh, the whole wow. okay. and now this Ragnarok one where um his son's older and Kratos now has to like take into account like it's not just little boy listen to me it's uh 
taking his thoughts into considerations. He's really um, doing what his son is wants to do or is planning or thinking, even though if Kratos doesn't agree with it, he's like, I'm not trust or I'm not like, I don't think this is the right thing, but uh, we're still doing what you want and we'll see what the outcome is kind of thing. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. Dope. Growing of life kind of story thing. Dope, dope, dope. Okay, I do. I don't know if you want to take this time to offer this to the people, Cody, but you too have had a little journey as of recent. So Cody has been venturing into capitalism. No, Cody has been venturing into um, being a content creator. Yeah. So do you want to tell people a little bit about that? How's that going? What do you, uh, you know, what do you got going on? Uh, uh, It's called Dad of All Trades. Uh, Apparently there's a lot of different, like, accounts like that. So I kind of had to find my own. I think on most of them, like, platforms, like Instagram and TikTok and I think YouTube, I did dad period of all trades um but it's uh I'm, I'm involved in a lot of content of you know being with the kids and you know loving family stuff uh, mixed with like doing hobbies with the kids kind of thing like i had a video of uh junior and i uh, watering plants together and that was a lot more tedious and <laughs> dove into than i thought it would be <laughs> um to just my own hobbies and interests too which i'm gonna i plan on doing stuff that i've i'm i'm well known at doing or comfortable in as well as stuff that's new to me where it's like hey i'm not advanced in this i'm gonna screw up join me <laughs> right 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 well so recently i uh um was working on the motorcycle before taking it out you know Checking the oil and the filters and the air and all that stuff, um, and put that video out. So that was fun too. Dope, dope. Well, I I watched um, I seen the first bit of content and I got to turn my notifications on because I did I do follow you, Cody, but I didn't see. I stumbled upon another video, so I have to watch the the motorcycle video. But it didn't like it. The notification didn't come to me, yeah, so I wanna true. wanna make so, sure I'm turning those on. Yeah, this is still like a little new to me. Uh, I still got to ask the wife to help me out because she said that she subscribes, but she's not letting her notify because it says that it's like four videos for kids. And I'm like, I didn't, I selected that it's not kind of thing, but yeah, you know, so we'll yeah. see what, what comes of that. I got, I forgot about that. So thanks for the reminder. No, I got you, got you, got you. Well, I'm, I'm here to help Cody. I'm here to help. So you guys tap in with my mans, you know, check out the vibes because it's just definitely going to be great content. It's Cody for crying out loud. Uh, I, so I haven't played any video games as of recent. Well, actually I take that back. I played Mortal Kombat yesterday, just really quick. Mortal Kombat 11. Um, for you video game nerds out there that are tapped in with us. I don't know if you've seen the new trailer and the announcement of Mortal Kombat 1, um, which looks fucking amazing. Um, just graphically move wise, just everything that they, the little bit of, gold that they've dropped upon us so far looks amazing um and i have to <laughs> have to apologize to russell because i was so i'm not positive but thank you for kind of unconfusing me because i was super confused when i saw uh <laughs> god Luke Kane and then baby ray and i was like what the fuck is happening right now so yeah. so um <laughs> ed boone was like uh, so so the trailer came from the is it the games fest uh i think that's what it's called okay uh, jeff Keeley um yeah. created in runs um 
Ed actually kind of came out and explained the change in the story. Um, so at the end of Mortal Kombat 11, like I said, Chronica, um, who was, I guess, the god over time, um, was defeated. And in order to do so, Raiden basically passed on his godhood to Liu Kang. So, you know, everybody who's played Mortal Kombat 11, if you haven't played it by now, shame on you. Um, <laughs> it's been out for at least four years because they've been working four years on this new game, yeah. um, which is... I remember when that out. came out and Tius and I went half on there mm-hmm. and we were all playing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and so Liu Kang basically went back in time to change the timeline and created his own universe because that's what gods do, I guess. Um, mm. and it's, and it's a different, it's a totally different story with similar components, um, with similar characters, but like in this one, you have, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion being actually brothers. You have, uh, um, yeah. Raiden and Kung Lao, um, being close friends. You have Kenshi, who's not blind. You have, um, That's what I, th- Dude, I thought that was Kenshi, I swear. Douche. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in this timeline, Melina is the queen over in Denia. Um, not Princess Katana. So it's there's a lot of changes, and they're um, unraveling more, and there's supposed to be more things to come over the summer um, in prepare in preparation for its release, which is uh, September 19th. So uh, I, I recommend it. It looks dope. They're making so many changes to the gameplay and just the story. It just looks so so dope to me. Man, and that that uh, Spider-Man Two game looks oh, amazing man. too. Oh, yeah. I'm like all these games that are. I mean, I still got a lot to catch up on, but um, that are like so far away. You know? Yeah, you know they showed. Uh, you see the the Venom screenshot with uh, Miles and Peter fighting mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they have like a little statue of that too for the collector's edition. Yeah, yeah. That's uh funny that we were, that you mentioned that you brought up uh. Spider-Man because I actually want to go see uh Spider-Man No spoilers. No spoilers, time. no spoilers. Uh Spider-Man across the universe. And I what I do want to say um what I do want to say is uh um, that's the blue leg version. Oh, right. It was is it into the hey, is it across into across the across is the newer yeah. Because it's into and then uh across is the new one. Um Yeah. I was thinking of the latest uh Tom Holland one. No, right, right, <laughs> right. Which is still classic, classic at this point. I don't, I don't give a fuck. That was such a great movie. Um, but uh, I went to go see that recently, and then uh, I, I gotta say, loved it. it. Was a great movie. If you're a, if you're a fan of Spider Man, it is um, it's something. It's something you're gonna you're gonna enjoy. And there's a lot of I think a lot of nostalgia on that. Like you know, just a lot of playing into spider-mans that we know and love i don't want to say too much obviously just to not give away spoilers but good experience and um they now announced a third one as well beyond the spider-verse so that's gonna i was be... gonna say i was gonna say i just went on imdb and it says beyond the spider-verse in 2024 that's next year right yeah, that's I, the third i'm not gonna that's I'm, quick. It's, yeah. it's quick and i'm not gonna say why I'm gonna say this is something you have to go see. You have to go see the movie in order to figure out. It's a half hour long. Like, I'm <laughs> <a big time. laughs> um, I, I will just say it's a, it's it's a it's jam packed. It's a it's a it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not blockbuster, but just a. It's constant. It's constant action from like start to finish, and you really uh, connect these connect with the characters. Um, I think Shamik Moore, the actor who plays Miles Morales, does a really good job of kind of. 
you know, because because it's animation that voice you, you're doing voice acting. I think he does a really good job of kind of capturing the emotion that is heavy in this movie. It's a uh, you know, don't let the animation part fool you because it's definitely it's an emotional one, dude. It's definitely a a a, a wild ride. So if you're a Spider Man fan again, don't don't miss out. Don't uh. Don't wait. Go see that, man. I think that's really what they've been been doing more, it feels like, as far as, like, Marvel movies. is really pulling on the heartstrings because, like, yeah. the last few ones have been, like, really, like, oh, my God. Yeah. What do I feel this way? They feel this fucking movie. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's moments in there where I'm like, damn, I... This is the cartoon. Why am I sad? Like, so it's. Right. They went from all this action and power. To, do you guys remember the notebook? Let's <laughs> <laughs> sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya. Like, right. What the fuck is going on, Marvel? So, yeah. Daddy, help. Y'all okay? Blink twice. But this thing, dude. <laughs> also. Santa snapped his wrong finger. <laughs> um, you, can t- you can tell, too, that, that Sony themselves are. Um, Really stepping into I, I, this is kind of something I'm a little bit I don't know almost sick of now. Everybody's stepping into head like you know just full full on the multiverse thing. So mm-hmm. Sony yeah. you know dabbles with that a, a lot in this movie. So I just it's 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 if you're into that if you're like really sewn into like the MCU's like multiverse and everything even other franchises would let's let's be real. Flash comes out um, next week. Yeah. And yeah. that is that is another movie where it's gonna be yeah. jumping universes and, and, and times and dimensions and things of that nature. So yeah, they really So Rudy Strong just posted a status, I think it was yesterday, and he's like they because you know he sees like sneak preview stuff. He yeah. says, uh, they lied to us. That flash movie is not good. <laughs> oh like, wow. damn. Oh damn. Somebody so somebody's um also posted this like a week ago, they were like, um, the blue beetle won't even so they were talking about DC and how like if they're gonna the blue. they're gonna fail us. <laughs> so they said the Blue Beetle won't even um won't even break even for what they spent on it. And they said that mm. f- that Flash will underperform and won't be as good because once people see it it won't be as good. Somebody predicted this and like said it out like word for word for like that like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And so that's funny that that guy who has now seen the preview comes back and says it's not good i can understand like the hype being built up too high but i'm not gonna be one of those people supporting ezra miller's kidnapping ass and if i want to see a good flash movie i'm gonna see the animated flashpoint paradox because that seems like what they're trying to recreate with this and it doesn't need any changes (laughs) although it'd be cool to see what's his name dean morgan as a uh Old Bruce Wayne dude. Oh man. Hmm. B. Morgan. They had Is that a character yeah, or the they, actor. They had that going. That the uh, is that the the actor. What's his name? Oh. Not the majors. No. The uh, he was in um, Walking Dead. That is his oh, name, right? Um. No, that's not his name. Uh, John. His name? The dude who played the Punisher. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Negan. Um, (laughs) They were going to have him be Thomas Wayne as Batman um, after Bruce died kind of thing. Oh. Flashpoint. Oh, man, that would have been so cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Because if you guys don't know, there's an alternate universe where 
Bruce Wayne yeah. dies, so um, Thomas, Thomas Wayne Wayne's becomes Wayne. Batman, but uses a gun still. And yeah. uh, it's, I, now, I shouldn't say still. And then the mom, Martha uh, Wayne, is becomes the Joker. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thomas yeah. Wayne is, his, is Bruce Wayne's dad, right? Yes. yes. So there's Bruce a whoa. in that universe. Yeah. There's in the in the so alley in the alley. You talking about yeah. like? Uh, oh shit! So when the parents when the, the robbery happens, Bruce dies, and that yeah. causes his dad to become. Batman and his mom to become the Joker? What the fuck? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it changes not only the um, the previous canon of the Joker being the one who killed Bruce Banner's parents uh, to just some other guy killing <laughs> uh, Bruce. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of different, you know, people, yeah. quote unquote, that killed the parents. I was going yeah. to say, because I was going to like, wait, the Joker killed? Like, I was having a moment here. I'm like, wait, yeah. the Joker it was, killed? It was, um, it, it started with the, the first... Um, who the fuck is uh, uh what's his name? Um, with, with Michael Keaton, the first one, that was kind of the whole um direction they took, and it became canon for a certain line of the Batman comics. But oh, um, okay, got you, got you, trilogy, and whatever. Man, I need to go back and watch those Michael Keaton joints, man. Um, because I remember him. Like as a kid, but I never, I haven't watched those since like I was like under the age of ten. So I have to go back and check those out. I might do that today. Um, but yeah, so shout out to uh, Spider Man Across the Universe and the upcoming sequel Beyond the Universe. Not shout out to Flash apparently because Ezra Miller is horrible. <laughs> and and uh, what's her name? Issa Rae actually jumped out, not jumped out the window, but she did kind of. Um, Isa nice. Isa <laughs> <Ease a> knife. <laughs> And I put that in the group chat. He's a knife. Um, she actually mentioned something about Ezra Miller, or about kind of just called attention to like us supporting him and that being wrong, and you know how you know he basically is a kidnapping pedo type of thing, and we don't, you know, no one's no one's canceling this guy. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Hollywood is too messed up, man. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we need to protect people because of money, right? What was what did uh, Post Malone has an album called Hollywood is Bleeding, and I think that we should make Ezra Miller bleed potentially. I don't know. I'm not putting that out there. I'm just saying. Um. So, yeah, there we go. Um. Is there anything anything else that we have missed as it's come up, entertainment wise, movie wise, game wise? Anything we want to talk about? Um. I don't know how many people are interested in the. The Final Fantasy remake, oh, yeah. uh, but they released that trailer at the um, uh, the game show, and it is fucking phenomenal, dog. They <laughs> the the new the new uh, expansion is covered on two discs, so it's going to be Whoa. like crazy expansive. Um, I saw parts of the world and like just remembering the shit, um, just being nostalgic because Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite yep. RPGs. So I meant to bring this up for remake, you, Russell. <laughs> Man, the remake is so beautiful. And not only that, I thought you would like this game, uh, McCoy, Lies of P. Okay. Have you seen anything about it? I have not, I have not, I have not. It's basically like a steampunk, steampunk version of uh, Pinocchio. The shit is really? super. Yeah, I recommend it. They got a demo out now that you can actually play, but they got plenty of trailers out, and it looks so amazing. Um, it's, it's so dope. Um, I, I recommend recommend that called Lies of P. Lies of P. Oh shit. Okay, hold on now. Lies. Of, okay, 
So two things that you guys are just uh, you, you are not familiar with what's going on right now. One, Russell, um, favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VII, so they're making kind of like a exp- basically a remake expansion of some sort um, uh, for the for P- what is it PS Five, right? So uh, I think it's, they're still doing PS Four, but oh, yeah, shit. they're only basically uh, focusing on PS Five on PC. Man, man, and. So that's coming out. That is, and I saw that, and I was going to bring that up to Russell for this particular pod. Also, if you guys haven't been paying attention to anything that I've, you know, said over the last four years, we've been doing this pod eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, holy shit. Okay, over the last half a decade, we've been doing this pod. God damn. <laughs> God, that just okay. That was that was hit me harder than the other. The fact that I we have a steampunk game coming out. Nintendo bricks. All right. <laughs> so. Um, I love steam. I love steampunk. I just think it's like a, a cool that the idea of that universe and what that is is like, mm. oh, man, amazing, amazing. So, I love anything kind of steampunk related. I think it can be done if done right. It can be super. Yeah, you don't super mess cool. with Borderlands. I don't mess with. I, I don't not mess with Borderlands. I just never. You're just not obsessed. Not as yeah. Not, <laughs> I'm not like right, right. Like I like I've played it. It's it's cool. It's like isn't that it's not a bad game. I've never said Borderlands is horrible or anything like that. Um, I just never got really got into it. Uh, you know, one game that uh, I like loved playing, Dishonored. You guys ever played that game? No, I remember when it came out, I wanted to, and then never yeah. did. But then I heard it was like nothing but stealth, and I'm like, that was like that. There's a Batman like PS2 game that was like nothing <laughs> but stealth. I'm like, that was boring. Like I could not like punch anybody. I just had to sneak up. I'm like, you, but, but you could, you, you could can choose. Play yeah, you can play it any way you want. Yeah. You just change how the story goes. Yep. Um, that was the good, that was what was like the best thing about Dishonor. You could choose yeah. how you want to it. You can do the stealth thing. You can do partial stealth. <laughs> Lay kill uh, you can also do like pacifist runs would also affect the um, the game. So you can choose whether or not you wanted to kill certain people or give them a, a second chain and stuff like that. Yeah. And it would change the story as well as the city and the ending. Yep. It was super dope. Yeah, um, I played one and two. Two is uh, uh, two is one of my favorites as well. But that, the one is is a classic. I, I so here's what happened. I played uh, one, beat one, loved it. And so when I got a PlayStation Four, because I think Part One came out on PS3, and yeah. I got PlayStation Four. Part Two that came out on PlayStation Four. Um, so when that came out, I grabbed it. That was like end of 2016. I grabbed it like right, you know, around that time, mm-hmm. and it was it was tight because. If you bought the new PS4 version in there, they had gave you a code for P- the PS3 version on mm-hmm. PS4. It was dope. But Dude, I never. That was so weird when I got the PS5. Uh, it had the. It, it was the God of War bundle, and it mm-hmm. came with a card with the code on there for the God of War game. And I'm downloading it, and it says, like, which version do you want to select, the PS4 yeah. or PS5? I'm like, what? Wow. Like, yeah, I don't know. This, just this year just messing me up. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything is. Everything. I always send stuff to the wife to like, can you print this out for me? She like, okay, sure. And I, I email it to her, and she's on her phone and just prints. I'm like, what the? You don't yeah, have we, it on the computer. Yeah, we right, we got right. that too. We got that too. Lassie, Lassie set that up. Lassie set that up. I, every time she does it, like you'd think I'd learn. I'm still like, what? <laughs> yep, dude. No, right. seriously. I, t- I do. I okay, told John Connor. No. Dude, no, seriously, <laughs> John Connor. Hey, no, seriously. We were talking about this yesterday. I'm like. Lassie was, uh, she said something, just did or said something. I can't remember what it was, but she was like, well, one of us has to be, one of us has to be the, uh, the tech person. I'm like, thank God it's you. Cause it would never, it yeah. will never be me yeah. coming from the guy who wants to it's make video funny. games. I'm just like, not a computer. I just don't like, 
I used to be like all up on the latest like right, tech yeah. stuff and how to do stuff, and then I'm like, I just got so stressed with like family members asking me to fix things, and I'm like, I'm gonna unlearn stuff. <laughs> right, I'm gonna just stop teaching <laughs> and myself. I went a little you... too far, <laughs> dude. He's stuck in like '97 windows. I'm like microwave. What? <laughs> oh my god. So, man, I, dude, shout out to um. The video games just being just getting greater, man. I'm I'm looking at the, I'm looking at lives of P right now, and I'm I'm very turned on. Not gonna lie, not they, gonna you. They so. definitely went through a slump, and they're definitely like over the moon now. I see, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. I'm like, did they go through a slump, or did we? Because there's been throughout my just, you know, I, no faults here. No, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering if because we've been hanging out what since 2016, Cody, and I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if life happened and so yeah. we pulled back from them because i mean maybe both but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel you i feel like i feel like there's been talk of great games that have come out but you know we might have i feel like when it, when with with video games because there's so many different people bringing them out and there's so many different like avenues you can go down they might go through a slump, you know. but it's more it's more of a month to month thing where it's like okay we haven't had a video game in a yeah. month or two i don't really I've never seen I, I, years where they don't, where it's nothing good, and I think it's because you kind of got to keep your ears No, but there's, screen. like, now, like, I feel like this year, and maybe, I don't know about last year, but, like, they really got, like, like these Marvel movies where it's, like, here's five or ten games out that is going to be, like, fighting for number one, you know? Yep, yep, got you, I got you, I got I you. Also think, I also think it's because our society is really, really heavily focused on this, and I guess, for lack of a better term, ADHD mentality, where mm, we yeah. kind of spread thin over a lot of different things. Um, because there's been a lot of games that have come out that I'm like, oh, that's tight. And then the next day, there's nothing on my mind about it anymore. Yep. So it's like mm. cool in the moment. you got a lot of similar games coming out. Well, similar. Yeah, and that's like that. That's why I, I wrote a, I have a list on my phone. I mm-hmm. just pulled up of like, when I'm done with Ragnarok. <laughs> you know, these are a list yeah. of PS5 games that I got to play. And it's funny, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, damn, I... Last of Us Two Part Two came out a while ago, like right. a while ago, and I still Dude. haven't played that one yet. Damn. I have a similar list. <laughs> Damn, I'm sure I'm sure ours match up perfectly. Hogwarts Legacy, <laughs> Dude, Morales. Dude, that, the Hogwarts game is that's like so like 14 million copies this year. Elden Ring. Dude, Jesus. That's not even that many people in the world. Dude, that's no, cool. seriously, the, that Hogwarts game is like 13, 14 million copies deep since it's come out. That, it's the best best selling game of the year. Came, when, when that came out, people went crazy. My whole feed was flooded with yeah. people playing it, people making memes from it. Look how crazy this is. Look at my outfit because you can like create your own character to a T, and they did a really good job with it. Because I, I feel for you know. But it's also my, my fellow the, brothers. The <laughs> controversy <laughs> around it too, because you know everybody was hating on um, what's her name, J.K. Um, Rowling. Yeah, J.K. Rowling because of her own beliefs. And I'm like, I get it, you know what I'm saying? If if but it didn't seem like she was like bashing anybody, but you know how the cancer yeah. culture is. Yeah. She didn't say the thing exactly how we wanted her to say and, and how we like, so cancel her and don't play yeah. the game. Yeah. And then influence was like, Oh really? Fuck all y'all. We love this. Right, game. <laughs> right, right. I think it's I think it's I was thinking about that too when I heard the number. Because I heard the number maybe a couple weeks ago and I was like taking it back. I can't remember thirteen or fourteen million, but it's it's one of those two and that that for it to not be even a full seven months since the game came out, because I think it came out in January. Right. That's still insane. That's still an insane number. That and let's... Who's, who's, 
Who's the developer? Anybody know? Uh, I do not know. We gonna find out because we got time. Okay, to, we got was, time. I didn't think it was like a major developer that did this, so it was kind of like you know because they slapped the name on. Of course, it's gonna sell uh, pretty decently, but like everybody was like Avalanche. Avalanche. Okay, yeah. I think they've done some some actual some, some choice work. I'm not sure if they're considered yep. like a major developer though. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. That see, and they're so they're owned by Warner Brothers, which makes sense because Warner Brothers uh, bought them in 2017. So it makes sense that they yeah. would do that. And they were Disney. They were their parent company was Disney Interactive before Warner yeah. Brothers. So from 2005 yeah. to 16. So yeah. So they had the the advertising and marketing team to to push it, but yeah, it it blew up. And yeah, this is crazy. Part of it was just because it's Harry Potter, but also because of the the controversy with J.K. Rowling. Whoa, I just looked at this. They did developed a bunch of Mortal Kombat games. Mortal Kombat Ultimate 3. Well, w, yeah, WB is, is working with uh, yeah. Rome. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, again, this is... Uh, this game has been, like, blowing, blowing up in terms of numbers. And so, if you're into... Uh, that's not, I can't, I'm glad that we brought this up because we were talking about video games and things that need to be said. If you are into the Harry Potter, you know, like franchise, this is the one. Um, and it's on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, um, Nintendo Switch, and Microsoft PlayStation. Windows. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's big. It's big. I, I thought about this when I heard the numbers about the J.K. Rowling, like, controversy with her and how she feels about I guess what she had said about transsexuals and whatever the case may be and I was wondering that like that made me think is she getting a royalty at, 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 from this I don't think so because because I don't think so I don't think, I think so because she kind really? of waved it yeah they, they like had nothing to do with her like it was just she seems franchise. like she's been pretty money hungry so I well, wouldn't surprise me if she fought for that I'm more shocked if she waved it or... well here's the thing here's the thing um some of it um like the movies and stuff the stuff that you see live action going forward she's been cut out of that so hmm. she has not had anything to do with <laughs> she's been George Lucasized <laughs> wait is that what happened I thought George Lucas like sold it sold the stuff and just kind of backed away she's been he be... sold it to Disney but okay. I I don't know if he's still collecting any money or not. I don't know how that so all works. She is collecting royalties just based off of the Harry Potter name, but she's not directly involved with the game at all. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Okay. Because she's like, you guys are making the game, but, you know, it's my world. Right. Give me right, money. Right, right. right. Yeah, so yeah. anything that generates any type of Harry Potter money, she gets, of course. But, yeah, she was not. <laughs> yeah, for the creation or anything. So. Yeah, they they pretty much was like the game. They I dude I think so with the other movies, <clears throat> she was at least around as they were being created. But with this, I think they're doing like a reboot or a new movie or a new series or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they're it making is. a live action series TV series. I heard and and she's like not even brought up. Like they don't want her around from what I'm hearing. Like she's not allowed to be to have any type of interaction with. The development of these things, and I just thought that, that was like, okay. I mean, obviously, cancel culture. You know, people do bad things. You got to cancel them. Boom. I just didn't yeah. feel like it was. It's she created something that clearly. Now I started thinking about this when I thought about the numbers again. She created something that is clearly, um, just so important to people of the past, like generation. You feel what I'm saying? Like people our age, 
it's still trickling down. We to... grew up on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. People that are aging a little bit. We were reading the books at bedtime at home. So you got th- those people, and now people our generation, Cody, you know, shout out to us. Like, motherfuckers got kids, and y'all, it's the same thing. It's the same, like, you know, you're handling mm-hmm. that, people are handing that stuff down to their children, so their children who love Harry Potter now that, man, I don't even know the books existed. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's that... Mm-hmm. It's that far along where the books are, you know, think about stuff that we love that we don't know came from books from like the 50s or 60s or 70s. Like, it's that far along. And so for this game to come out and do 13, 14 M's, and I'm just like, dude, they trying to cut her out of her own legacy <laughs> legacy type of thing. I think that that's kind of, I don't know, man. It's kind of, it's weird. Uh, it's it's a mass more than $1 billion in retail sales, dude. Money, Money-wise? billion yeah. but i'm it's talking about sold over 15 million units but yeah i was talking about i was talking million. about units i was talking about units my, my bad <laughs> yes it's definitely made over a billion dollars it's 15 15 million units is what i mean um so yeah i just think that to cut her to be like kind of cutting her out of her legacy after what she developed is kind of like damn bitch i don't i don't know how i feel about that but Again, it's not. I mean, it, she's still getting paid, so right. cares, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. then you still got um, the Cursed Child that's supposed to be coming out. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I was talking about, man. That's the one. Um, it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be super, super expansive. Like super, super. I don't know. I feel like Harry Potter's having a new flame lit under it, which is it's mm-hmm. never died, but like now, right. and they have that mm-hmm. Hogwarts like uh, theme park, like a it's like a Hogwarts school mm-hmm. theme park that With they do. Yeah. So people are going crazy over that too, man. So shout okay. out Harry Potter, man. So I gotta watch them last two movies. I still haven't seen those. Definitely have little joints. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else in terms of entertainment that we want to bring up? Speaking that... of Harry Potter, Harry <laughs> Belafonte. <laughs> Great transition, great transition. Harry Belafonte and the and the Crips, or he, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The G, Tia said that he he produced for. Don't listen. Don't ever listen to Tia. Don't ever. <laughs> don't ever listen to Tia. Daz Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Well, speaking of Harry Potter, Bad boys for life. <laughs> speaking of Harry Potter, there are other Harrys in the world that are just as important. Well, we're in the world. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while since we recorded. Um, and I realized that when I started to put together this little quickly, you know, devised a little tribute to Harry Belafonte. It's been a while since Wait, we recorded. I, thought, I was kind of joking because didn't you say this week we we're going to do Jazzy Jeff? That, yes, as a joke, yes. As a joke? Oh. I was oh really my looking God. at my phone like, what? Why are we talking about him? Okay. Well, I'm glad it's a joke. Because the first one, Jazzy Harry. First of all, first of all, put these in, put these in, the, in the chat. First of all, um, I, it's funny that you said it because I've been reading, um, I started reading Will Smith's uh, autobiography and I kind of went back to reading that and um <clears throat> it's a good book but you know it's funny <clears throat> I, was, I always thought an autobiography was a book that automatically read you <laughs> <laughs> said bitch press play on on blu-ray <laughs> I read it what the fuck I gotta read it oh man but it's auto automatic dude dude you know it's crazy I um we had a like a test trial or test run of like I think Audible, 
So some of the book we like listened to, um, and mm-hmm. Will Smith voice, and I was just like, this is interesting being because t- he has moments in the book where he like start like where it's just him rapping songs, but in the book it's just like the lyrics are just there, you know, italicized, and now you mm-hmm. hear in the in the audible version you hear the little beat come up and him start like reading semi rapping, but like you can tell he's reading. Just start off like, like yo, <laughs> it's like oh. just. It's just the two of us, and he's just like you hear the beat in the background. He's kind of talking. He's he's like speaking the you know, five years old. Bring me comedy every time I look at you. I'm like shut the fuck up, Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> <Aha>. Right. <laughs> this is dedicated to keep your wife name out. Um. So can't wait for the stock one so I can go to sleep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So what the fuck you just said? <laughs> We were not talking about DJ Jazzy Jazzy Jeff, um, and I want you guys to DJ all, Shaq Diesel. I want you guys mm-hmm. to know. See, don't give me. You're gonna make me go on a tangent because there's some shit about Shaq I want to say too, but I don't want to get get into that right now. Um, Shaq might he be just the, released a new music video. He did. He did. Shaq Shaq is actually the greatest basketball rapper. Well, I, that's a whole. You're not gonna do that today. Listen, Harry. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry Belafonte. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while since we recorded, but in that time there have been a few people who have passed away, who some might consider a legendary in their field. Um, one recently being the go herself, Mrs. Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, as many have called her. So, R.I.P. to her. But someone else passed, <clears throat> which would be the legendary Harry Belafonte. Uh, this ninety-six-year-old spent. The past century, man, setting, not breaking, but creating, a.k.a. making the standard records in the music industry and being a voice for people that have needed one. Um, Many people don't know. So just a quick, quick, you know, I'm just going to give a quick little rundown musically and like entertainment wise. Um, So in his lifetime, Harry Belafonte, man, um, he released... 30 studio albums and eight live albums. 30, 30. Like, and this is not just, you know, like Gucci Man style 30, where it's just like, you know, he's, you know, rapping randomly in the studio. A man made, you know, 10 beats and he just jumping back to back. And, you know, it's like 30 dating back to like the 1950s. So, you know, there's been musical developments throughout those. De- throughout the many decades that mu- in ways that music has changed and you know been altered because of some of the stuff that he did so his second album Belafonte was the first album to top the Billboard uh, 200 charts so basically the Billboard album the top Billboard album charts Belafonte was the first album to actually sit the top of that um, it was eventually replaced by um, one of Alvis's weak ass albums but Part of that is because he was early on. He was, you know, there for the inception of Billboard, you know. His second album, though, Calypso, was the first LP. It was the first full-length album to sell over a million copies in human history. So that was the first album to do that. Um, And he's also an EGOT winner. So, uh, you know, he's Amy, Grammys, Oscar, and Tony. So... He's um like well, man. He's done so much in terms of music. Um, worked with so many different people, and in, in terms and uh, you know accomplished actor. Um, 
worked and was close with Sidney Poitier. Like, just some of the... He's been there for classical moments in both film, TV, and, you know, music. So, shout out Harry Belafonte on that note. But then there's also, um, you know, the things he did politically. Because he was... He was um, even more so than just a uh, personality or or a talent. He was a activist, you know. Um, his, so he was born in Harlem, um, March first, nineteen twenty-seven. His parents were from Jamaica, um, so he's basically of Jamaican lineage, but. He is uh, the because he was a black man and he was kind of you know coming up in the you know twentieth century where there was a, like a lot of obviously a huge change in you know a huge change in what black people could do what you know and he was and you kind of got to go into like. Even the way he looked, he was light-skinned black man because his mom was like Scottish Jamaican. So, um, Scottish Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. So like he's. I would his, love to hear that accent. His, right, exactly, exactly. Plus, will do it. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so and his um, and his and his father to the top. <laughs> his father too. His father too um, was. Um, what did you say? His father too was. Um, <laughs> Part Dutch and Jewish, so his both his parents were like mixed, but black, you know, black. Dude, and there so must he, have been something going on that I don't know about. Of yes, like, yes, I don't that, know about white people or wars or something like that. Soldier coming to Jamaica because it wasn't until that Bob Marley documentary that came out that yeah. I Ooh. knew that uh, his dad was German. I was like, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the what the thing is, but I've always been very. Um, this is gonna say probably this might sound racist, so I just prepare for that. I've always been very like taken aback when I see light skinned Jamaican people because I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like Sean Paul, what the fuck? Bob Marlon, I'm like, what the y'all not supposed to be this? Like, what's happening? Um, but it's funny because like you you have like you got the Asian wrong Jamaicans, you've got uh, Hispanic Jamaican, you've got so many different. Uh, Dude, there's a so, melting pot. <laughs> yeah, they're so yeah. they're so eclectic. As far well, we're so eclectic as far as just the world in general. Yeah. But because we only see things in extremes, yeah. we don't readily either accept that or acknowledge it or even see it because it's kind of hidden off most times. Right, right, right. Man, it's that's it, it's crazy. It's crazy because like I know that there are obviously black people everywhere and we come in so many different shades and forms. But for some odd reason, you think. You know, when you think Jamaica, you think dreads, dark skin dreads, and like weed and like Rastafari. You know that whole uh, chocolate backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that whole thing. You, it's obvious. I mean, if Harry Belafonte is light skinned black man who's a Harlemite, but his parents are both from Jamaica. Like, if he looks like this, then obviously they're light skinned Jamaican people. So I don't know. It's always been like weird to me when I see him. I'm like, oh god, what the fuck? What's going on over there? So I'm what you call it. I don't know what happened, what war, or what. You know, piece of colonization happened, but it's definitely uh, they definitely was over there mixing it up. So, um, so he again, the reason he this guy's important, you know, he he did so much in terms of you know music and and acting and theater and things of that nature. But 
he was also very important in the civil rights movement and in activism and related to black people. Um, so if you go back in his history, you will find out that Harry Belafonte was, you know, in the 1960s and things of that nature, he was very close to people like Dr. King, um, very close to, you know, everything going on in that, in that, in that time, he was a big, um, critic of like us foreign policy um the things we kind of did to you know to cuba he was he was very um he spoke up about that you know during the 1950s and um the 60s when the civil rights pilgrim the civil rights uh movement was happening he was close to dr king helped provide dr king's family with money when he was you know only making a you know a yearly salary as a preacher um, he was uh, there during the Birmingham campaign, um, contributed to the Freedom Rides, um, and he was a um, UNICEF Goodwill, Goodwill ambassador, like so many different things. He actually helped to, he was anti-apartheid anti movement, he helped to, you know, do things for that, USA for Africa. He was part of the um, reason they were able to do the We Are the World, he helped to put that together because he was the OG at the time, and it tapped in and like, brought people together to, to, you know, work on that. He's been, he did so much stuff. Um, March with King was like side by side. Like he did so much stuff that I think that we don't even, you don't realize because he had such a long life, the stuff that he was around for, the people that he had touched and influenced um, and his political activism, you know, was just, he was always, always kind of keeping like, keeping up or had like his, his finger on the pulse of what was going on politically in the world because he was always speaking up for people who basically had not, you know, had had injustice um, or had been victims of injustice or oppression. And so I think that it's important when you, when we talk about, um, when we talk about people and their legacy, um, especially in entertainment, um, we often say, we often speak on, you know, they're here to, enter, we talk about the entertainment part and what they, you know, could, uh, did for entertainment. But I think his legacy is so much more than that, you know, even, um, even when it came to like September 11th, um, Belafonte compared the American government to the hijackers of September 11th saying, what is the difference between that terrorist and other terrorists? So, you know, he was he's always been very much so outspoken and very much so on the forefront of, you know, truth telling when it came to like governments and things of that nature. He was also in and I didn't know this until I did a little little bit of research as well. He was also in <laughs> he's this old. He was in a commercial for the uh President Kennedy's campaign to get him elected. <laughs> to president like he's been around he was around for so much shit so much shit man um so i brought this up because when i when i spoke to we were in the group chat i spoke to ts about i, I brought it up that you know harry belafonte was way more important than just music even though the the records he broke with music like his album being the first million um million copy selling album in history that's huge that's a big thing that's and think about this 
he came along in a time where Elvis was heavy too. Like they were in the same era, and he sold a million copies before Elvis. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know to tell you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. But it's telling me that it's giving. It's giving that he was. You know, he was that nigga. I ain't gonna hold you. He was that guy. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Again, we often talk about, and I'm I'm a big person who who speaks on separating the art and a person. But I think Harry Belafonte is one of those examples where I got to tip my hat to what he did outside of music. Too big to ignore. Too big to ignore because it was it was always at the forefront of change and betterment of people, specifically those who look like us. So shout out the GOAT. I don't know if y'all have anything to say or if y'all knew about Harry Belafonte or if y'all know anything about Harry Belafonte you want to add, but I just wanted to kind of put people on and if you if you didn't know about Harry Belafonte and you just saw that an old man who's 96 years old died I would say take time to do a little bit of just do a little bit of research um this is not to sound like an old head but you know you got y'all don't even know nothing about the you should go back and just google him google him because the guy was important so I'm set now it's time for Reciprocity. That was like the first time ever that the music segment was shorter than the my segment. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew, it was, I knew it was going to be short because I just wanted to bring up. I wanted to make two points. That's what she said. I, <laughs> damn, she said that. Damn. Uh, I knew it was going to be short pause, because I, I wanted to. I wanted to just speak on really quickly the the music shit because those few things he did, epic, mm-hmm. epic in terms of music, but also just him being on the in the heart of he was on the, in the trenches with niggas for the civil rights like civil rights movement like that's big that's big, and he was around for Kennedy through Obama spoke on all of those presidents spoke was was pro Clinton you know what I'm saying pro you know what I'm saying pro Obama getting elected was there for all of that bro and was so and and. Even in old, his older age, he didn't stop speaking up. He didn't stop. He never stopped saying the shit that needed to be said. And so I just thought it was important that, you know, we give him his props and we put people on that might not be thinking about Harry Belafonte to just kind of look him up. So, but Russell, what you got going on this time, man? All right. Uh, so first off, it's been a little minute. Um, and as usual, I had no idea what to talk about. Um, <laughs> this has been episode. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> There's been lots of changes in the world recently um, with the ending, quote unquote, of the pandemic. Well, at least what is considered to be the emergency part of the pandemic, I guess. Um, More outside activities and gatherings, more changes to infrastructure, changes to how businesses have been operating for the most part. Um, You got a lot of people um, either going towards a hybrid um, in-office, at-home type of rotation or strictly just being back in the office full-time, uh, which I'm sorry for y'all. Um, <laughs> um, changes here and there, one, one change being how people interact and treat one another. Um, when I was in the hospital, I really had time to myself to think and consider things. Even being in the midst of a time period where people potentially were more by themselves or were forced to be with um, the people they said they love at the beginning of the pandemic, who knows what <laughs> it is now for a lot of people. Sadly. Um, you know, when you're forced to kind of cohabitate with someone um, in a manner where you see each other more, you really 
learn a lot about each other, um, which is interesting because you would think by that point you would know a lot about each other already. So these new discoveries would be like, wow, this is something new I didn't know about you, da da da. When in, in reality, it seems like a lot of it has been uh, a cause of friction. Um, so in my thinking, and I believe we kind of talked about something similar where as I was contemplating my uh, my approach and my boundaries with people, because as the saying goes, um, they will show you who they truly are, um, given enough time. I found myself really thinking into life and the meaning of life and you know going deep down that whole rabbit hole, uh, pause, I guess. Um, <laughs> it led me to really consider what, what do I want to do or what do I feel like I need to do? And you know what? I still don't have a clue. Um, <laughs> but I feel as if I understand myself more and have a direction to pursue. When I got my degree, I was stuck in a, okay, now what? Thought process for quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I, of course, listened to people around me, and they did give me good advice on which way to go. But ultimately, I felt like maybe that wasn't the path for me or I needed to do something different altogether. Um the MGTOW, that's uh, men going their own way, and the Red Pill movements really hammer home finding your purpose and knowing your purpose as a man type shit. Um, but I can never figure out what the hell they were talking about or how to go about it. They seem very vague in their instruction, but everyone in the community seems to automatically know what they mean. Sounds kind of cultish, but I just don't know. <laughs> Um, it definitely made me feel like I was lacking or missing something. So like the nerd I am, I searched and researched and tried to piece things together. I stumbled across a few pages and websites that were pretty informative um, and gave kind of their opinions on things. Uh, there's one in particular I'd like to, to go over, at least as far as some of the points that they, they raised. Now, um, as a disclaimer, this isn't the end-all, be-all to finding your purpose, but I thought this was quite interesting to have somewhere you can reference in time where maybe you feel stuck or you're facing a decision or divergence in past. Um, for those out there listening who may have asked yourself, what is my purpose or what am I supposed to be doing? Um, first, know that you're not alone. According to the statistics I found, maybe one-fourth, and that's a big maybe, one-fourth of American adults alone have defined and have a clear sense of their purpose. Um, so what's good about that is that it's not okay, that is too, that it is okay to be in this position. Um, it, it really hammers home that not everybody knows what they want to do. Um, and that's part of the journey to finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to not know or to be unsure mm -hmm. because that's perfectly normal. That being said, let's get into it. <clears throat> One of the first things I ran across was the idea of having a growth mindset, having the, the desire to grow and the will to push yourself to. Um, and it, it, I'd, I'd like to, to pause here and say there's a difference between pushing and forcing. Um, you really mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. have some discernment in, um, in how you push yourself and, uh, versus forcing yourself. Because ultimately, listen to your body, listen to your mind, because that is the most important thing. We kind of talked about the whole form thing when it comes to weightlifting. And it's very important to have that mind-body connection to where you realize, okay, I'm doing too much. I need to pull back or I need to try something different versus, okay, I'm just being lazy about this. Let me just try a little bit 
harder, put put in more effort to see if I can achieve something. And if not, then we'll we'll rethink this and, and go a different direction. Aiming to be a better version or the best version of yourself should be the goal. Um, with this comes many challenges and many realizations of how small you are or how much greater you are than you give yourself credit to, um, which seems maybe oxymoronic, but each has its own place in your growth. Realize that the challenges and setbacks come to hone you and make you better. Uh, we often learn more from a failure than a success. Um, uh, I uh, remember mm. when I first really started trying to learn to play the piano and I had coasted on talent for a long time until um, I really sat down and really tried to be better. Because um, when, you, when you're good at something, you rarely practice it. Mm. You mm. Just, just are good at it. And, and you just fall into the, the talent um, cycle. Don't get complacent. Right, right. Because you can always be better. You can always do something different. Something can always mm. be sharper. But a lot of talented people are lazy in their talents. I would also argue, I believe, that you only learn when you fail, not when you succeed. Yeah, because there are some things you can take from success, but the major part of learning comes from failure because it's it's forcing you to find a better or a different or a newer way. It may not be new to the rest of the world, but it's new to you, and True. it helps you develop those skills to constantly do that. Be open to accept feedback and constructive criticism while taking apart the negative criticism to see what opportunities for growth may lie hidden. Because even though people say what they're gonna say, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't mean you have to digest all of that. And I think that's a problem with a lot of us, especially when it's someone we look up to, when we receive what we feel is negative criticism, we immediately either shut down, we, 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 um, we, we find ourselves set back because it's like, I trusted this person, da da da. You know, why would they say such a thing? And even if it's a negative comment, don't take it automatically to heart. Really unpack it and see what is it that's true, what is that's not true, and then use that to further strengthen your foundation. Really commit yourself to grow and persevere. Any thoughts before I move on to two? I heard a quote that was something like, uh, in order to grow, you need to be willing to look like a fool. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. definitely true. Definitely true. You, you know what's funny about discomfort? Whenever you're, you're, you're uncomfortable, what do you do? Uh, <clears throat> get defensive? You can't get defensive, but, but you start to move. You start to do something. Um, whether it's to get away from that person, whether it's switch how you, you're, you're sitting or whatever, if it's an uncomfortable chair or you get another chair, you move. Discomfort causes us to move. Now, what we do with that movement kind of affects where we're going to go or how we're going to, to, to rise or what we're going to achieve. But discomfort always brings about movement. That whole thing, get, out, get outside your comfort zone, think outside the box, those are uncomfortable things. But if you are constantly putting yourself in a position that's uncomfortable, not necessarily dangerous or painful, but uncomfortable, you'll find that um, it causes you to move. And sometimes movement leads to growth. Damn. 
I mean, all the time, right? You can't yeah, grow if you're not stagnant. Right. Right. I feel like McCoy's just like, man, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here taking it in because sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to hear these things that, that I, I'm, I'm an active, uh, you know, Russell Posity, uh fan. So like a lot of times when he, when he's doing these, I'm like, oh, mm, interesting, because I'm taking it in for myself type shit. So yeah, <laughs> but he's speaking to you this whole time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but McCoy is a great example of this, dog. You stepped out onto mm-hmm. nothing. You create something, and we're doing well with it. Um, even now, you're still in your hustle mode and and working and pushing things and trying things just to better develop yourself and to get to the the goals that you have. So you're a great example of of this using discomfort to push forward that's, for growth. That's kind of what, that's what I was sitting here. The reason I was sitting here quiet is because I was kind of reflecting myself. I'm like, have I been doing enough pushing? Or See, I... I knew you would be bashing yourself, and right. I feel like it's, I can understand it being in your shoes, but what Russell's saying is right, too, because, you know, you're always finding a way, you're never giving up on it, you know, yeah. you could be doing a lot worse, and you just let it be, but no, you're like, I, I gotta do something. Right. You too, Cody, you've gone against the grain no. uh, a, a bunch of times, too. Absolutely, with the grain. grain. <laughs> 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 establish your boundaries to really establish yourself and, and the way that you would like to go, the different books you're, you've, re- you've read and you're currently reading, the different things you've tried um, just to be uh, a, a more healthier version of yourself and a better version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I say this all the time, man. I'm proud of y'all. All of y'all. You, uh, McCoy, T.S., I'm really proud of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Me, and <McCoy. laughs> Me and Cody are really cool. Look at- <laughs> Someone else is stagnant and being evil. <laughs> or maybe he's getting better and evil. Damn it! No. Evil. He's like, I'm moving yeah. to an evil or evil. The ability of... You're right. Um, so, number two. Create a person personal vision statement. Is there some place you want to go? Is there a certain status or state of being you want to achieve or meet? Visualize yourself there. Imagine you've already established that and you're doing what you love. Can you picture it clearly? If not, what things are not clear to you? What steps can you take to make it clearer or narrow it down in just the vision itself? Once you get to a place that you have a clear vision of where you want to go and who you want to be, what are the major steps to get there? It's good to make a list or a timeline or some sort of measurable ordered structure to base a plan around. You start with the first mini or major goal you see and break it down as far as you can to steps that are achievable. Um, I once read a quote that said, um, most talents or skills can be broken down to the point where they can be started on a smaller rung until you get to the top of that ladder. Um, it was very interesting because for like piano, you learn scales. That's the first thing you learn. Or you may learn what each note is. So you, this is a C, this is a D, this is an E. Um, you start to memorize that, and then you get into scales, and then you get into maybe arpeggios, and you get into chords, and depending on the instrument that you are working with, you, you learn breathing techniques, or you learn posture is good for um, how you play. Um, for sports, you learn how to condition your body first. That's what usually coaches do. They try to get you into some, some type of shape, or try to measure your, your level of shape, and then 
get you into a better shape so then they can start teaching you the basics. And then from there, you get more than just the basics, a little, little higher than just the fundamentals until you can uh, perform at higher levels and higher levels until some people go pro. Um, each major skill set can be broken down into smaller skills that give you a foundation to help you get to that to that major skill set or to that that pro level if you have the perseverance to, and the will to see it through. Damn. Do, so let me ask you something, Russell. Sure. When you when you're you know talking about these different things that are kind of giving out these different um pieces of information throughout Mm -hmm. reciprocity do you ever like sit and reflect like how do you because you just said that you were proud of us and and things that we you know have tried to do and things of that nature but how do you apply that to yourself do you are you also because i wonder if me and cody are sitting here like i don't know you know when it comes to certain things that we've done do you also everyone's tough on themselves do you, are you also tough on yourself? How do you feel? Like, do you feel like you've taken any of these things and kind of quantified it or like done it in the way that it's supposed to be done? So that way you feel like you're, you know, growing or do you, do you too sit there and say, well, I've, you know, I've messed up or are, are you too like doubting your growth? Is what I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm asking. So I know McCoy, we, we've had these conversations before. Um, you, you're kind of very familiar with, my the trend of my mental health (laughs) as as i I can say from uh when i was younger and and, you know it was enlightening to you because you had never like i would never have thought that type of shit about you because you seem such and such such and such um whenever i so my process is usually pretty pretty interesting for developing these processes um usually at the beginning of the week i'm like oh shit it's our recording week uh fuck am i talking about (laughs) <laughs> and then that probably leads up to probably Wednesday or Thursday where I'm like, okay, shit, I got to figure out something to talk about. And I will go on an internet journey, whether it's uh, through Google, looking up different um, topics. Um, maybe some of them are personal um, to where it's something that, well, you know, I was curious about this regarding myself. So let's see what, what, what the internet has to say or what YouTube has to say or what these different, um, albeit not the most... <laughs> um, reasonable resources, um, but let's see what they have to say. And it kind of leads me on a journey to maybe I was thinking about one thing, but mm. in my research, I discovered something else. Um, as I've heard many uh, Baptist preachers say, it always hits me first before I deliver this message to you. And that's that's true. Um, a lot of these things I find, I really have the, the revelation like, damn, that's crazy. Maybe I should try to do this. Maybe I should implement this. Um, the fact that I still get into the mo- get it, get into the mirror um, every morning after I take a shower and just say five to seven positive things about myself is something I learned many years ago. Um, but it's something that I still do because I still think it's beneficial. No matter how I how far I've come as far as my confidence level in myself, my self esteem, um, I still do those basic things because I feel those are the building blocks to being better. Mm-hmm. There are days where I have full-on depression bouts and I don't want to be bothered by nobody. Um, sad enough to say, sometimes it's on my busiest days as far as like um, having church all day or having to be in front of people all day. And I feel like shit the whole day, mm-hmm. but I try to 
um, to be a beacon and a light for people uh, because ultimately that also helps me feel better about myself. That brings more light back to me from how they receive it, from how the conversation goes. Um, but there are days where I totally feel like, you know what, I'm just not going to do anything today. I'm going to call in. I'm going to lay in my bed all day, not take my medicine, like, fuck this type shit. You know, I still have those days. But being um, at a point where it's like I have to talk to myself, like, nah, nigga, get up. We, we got shit to do. Um, you can't stay here because you know what happened the last time you stayed here. You know what almost happened the last time you stayed here. And that is what pushes me to to keep going. It's not the motivation. It's 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 the discipline. I have put in place things to make me disciplined, to push my mind to be like, no, this is not what we're going to do because we know what happens when we stay here. We need to do this. So get up. I don't care how sore you are. I don't care how this it is. Get up. We need to get up. You got to get up. Dog, you got to get up. Get the fuck up. Wow. Wow. That is... <clears throat> Uh, it's it's both. I mean, as your friend, it's, it makes me happy that you kind of know your thing. Um, but as your friend, it also is like you know, you don't want to hear that your friend is going through that. But it's also slight inspirational because it's you, it brings me back to okay. So am I doing enough? <clears throat> am I disciplined enough to where I'm telling myself like, you know, because especially this last like this past year, just trying to you know get this business off the ground or fi even figure out if that's like where my heart is at, you know, just some right. of the key, some of the key things, you know, it's been a lot of that same kind of like, okay, you can't sit here today, you know, because you, I got a, you know, I don't have a regular, <clears throat> well, I do because I actually work for my sister. So, but I don't know if we've talked about that since uh, yeah. in the last like month and a half that we've not been recording, but so, but it's just, I'm, I'm saying I don't have like the normal schedule that I used to have. And when it, right. you realize that the world is kind of almost structured to put you in, into, even though it's a bad system, it's mm -hmm. almost structured in a way that forces you to be like, okay, you need to be here at nine o'clock, at least nine to five to do this. Then you have time to do this. It, it almost forces you to have structure, which some people need. Um right. And so, I, you know, I'm wondering when I hear you have these conversations with yourselves about you need to move, you need to get up, you need to go. Am I pushing myself enough when it comes to everything from working out to going to hustle to, you know, make money and or just gaining new knowledge on things that I might need to progress? You know, it's like, am I, am I, you know, doing the research when I should be doing the research? Am I, you know, am I stepping up to the plate? And I think that's where a lot of times I end up doubting what's happening because I'm like, I could always be more disciplined at any and everything. I feel like I could be more disciplined. Even when I'm feeling like I am disciplined, I'm like, you're not, you're nowhere near the the amount of discipline it takes to be the level to the level of success that you want. So right. I don't know. I, I, it's, but, but I want you, I don't want you to um, like, it's, it's good to have people that like you, you admire or you look up to and you want to be similar to like them. But I really want you to be in the mindset of let's be better than I was yesterday. Like something as simple as that. Um, it, it doesn't have to be like, well, Russell is is doing seven hours in the gym, so I need to do ten type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because our situation may not be the same as far as why I might be doing that and why you feel you need to, because you may not need to. That's not maybe not something that you need to do. It's just something that uh, something small that you need to take care of 
that would probably increase your productivity or make you feel more disciplined. It doesn't have to be something grand. It's, it's just every day we, we, we are battling against ourselves to be better, to do, to do more within reason. Uh, like I said, it goes back to the whole weightlifting thing. Like you want to make sure your form is great before you pack on the weight because putting on more weight could potentially break you. And then it sets you back more than just making sure your form is straight and having the proper form and structure and foundation before you try to do anything else. Got you. Got you. Man. So making smaller goals out of the bigger goals, make it measurable, whether it be days, weeks, months, whatever the, the, uh, time period or the, the measurement of time that you want to use, but make it realistic. It can also be challenging to really bring out your potential, but don't push yourself to it. Like I said, don't force yourself, uh, work on just a small push here, a small push there until you realize and you can determine how great a push you need. Um, Cause I think that's really important because a lot of times, like I said, we force ourselves into things and we ended up, ended up hurting ourselves or pushing ourselves back and deleting the motivation and the discipline we had for the thing we were trying to achieve or trying to get better at. Right. This guy can act as a reference to kind of keep you on the path um, you wish to travel or can or should be easily adjustable when a more concrete plan or a better plan is formed. Number three, while working on the steps of your plan, give back. Now, this one was very interesting to me because uh, developing oneself can be achieved or at least can be influenced by helping others or meeting a need through service. We often find what we're good at or, we're, or what we're prone to doing um, when we, when we um, serve others. So being outside of ourselves, outside of our mind, um, looking to help, whether it be just just talking to your friends and just, you know, um, just being a listening ear for them. You find that, oh man, I'm really good at listening to people's problems. Maybe I should try such and such or whatever. Or maybe I'm good at giving advice. Maybe I should be a teacher or a counselor, you know, those type of things. Like you you find that you, you have hidden talents or talents that you have not readily exercised um, by being in service to, to others. A lot of times we focus too much on ourselves. And so that laser kind of focusing can be a block to us, like a mental block, a spiritual block, et cetera. So doing things for others can really get us out of our own heads and can work to bring us some enlightenment on what our purpose may be. Number four, practice gratitude. I think this goes hand in hand with, with three. Um, cultivating gratitude or a thankful disposition can aid in switching our negative thoughts and perspectives for positive ones. Um, it can honestly feel a bit weird and awkward at first, uh, being something different and new that we may not be used to, but feeling grateful for the small things can really change you from the inside out. You can affect your environment and the people around you just by being more grateful. And I know it sounds like fanciful nonsense, but most of what we do um, in our environment can be affected by our mental state. We talked about that um, previously when we were 
um, when I was really just getting heavy into like um, weight training and um, just eating better, how your mental state is very important to your physical health. A bad sure, mental sure. state can can cause you to have um, terrible habits that can wreck your your, your physical health. Um, a bad mental state can push us to eat more um, and eat terrible things because they're it's to comfort us, and which is not a bad thing to do once in a while. But um, the longer your mental health wanes, the more apt you are to participate in activities that are either dangerous to you or are really hazardous to your health in many different ways. As I stated before, when I, when I, um, you know, it's, it's right after I take the shower and I'm like starting to do my, my, um, my skin routine, I will sit there and just say five to seven good things that I like about myself. I like that I did or something positive in general yeah yeah i think dude um so for many for many many years when i was when i was uh, a full-time rapper man <laughs> wow i've been many things in this life when i was <laughs> when i was a full-time rapper when i really thought like i was gonna rap i would wake up every day um and i would speak to myself in the mirror and i'd be like i would say you're a rap I would wake up every day and I would talk to myself in the mirror and I would tell myself, you're a rapper, you're good, you're great. Like, I would do that regularly. And I feel like, I don't know, man, since I stopped doing that in life, I've been a lot less, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a lot less happy about myself since I started, since I, like, went away, since I ventured away from doing that. But for many years, right. I would I would, I would, would wake up and I would just speak good to myself. Like, you're that, you're that nigga, you're good, you know. You got this. You got whatever's going on. You know, right. I would right. I would call myself a rapper, and I'm telling you, when I spoke like this to myself, that's when me and TS were, you know, getting on radios and getting, you know, shows and shit like that. When I was really telling myself like, this is what you are. This is what you want. This is what you're here for. Um, and so, um, just to kind of go, you know, piggyback off that, speaking to yourself nicely, you know. Um, is important giving yourself that room to to appreciate who you are and kind of like speak speak life into yourself and like what you got going on um, yeah is it's is hella important it's hella important man because i think just from a mental standpoint it changes the energy it changes what you were you know you yeah you are the first person i feel like and cody called it out on me we can be our biggest enemies because we're mm -hmm. constantly you know chopping away at ourselves but if you give yourself good energy if you love yourself, it teaches others around you that they, mm -hmm. you know, how to love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, even how to treat right. you if you're treating yourself good. So, right. Especially right. the whole, you know, they keep changing the number, but it takes like five or seven or whatever yeah. uh, positive things to. That's a lot of like, negative. Yeah. 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 Damn, damn. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys this. Um, after one of my breakups, um, I literally went through a period um, of just trying to not speak death over everything. Um, and it's not, you know, just simply this should die or kill this or anything like that. But <clears throat> I had um, recognized that towards the end of that particular relationship that I felt a lot heavier. I felt a lot um, 
lot darker. Um, and after we went our separate ways, and you know, um, even when we still kept in contact once in a while, um, I would make it my business to like for that whole year just to speak positive about me and try to speak positive into other people. And there was such a shift and a change in just me as a person, the people who were around me, um, and even the places that I would go. There was such a change in everything that um, it really made me um, be on the path of light as far as just speaking life into things and not being so negative about things all the time. Like, you know, we laugh and we joke and we we kid each other and stuff like that. But I really try to um, speak life into you guys because, like I said, you're my friends, you're my brothers, and I want to see all the good things happen for you guys in your lives, for the people who are connected to you. And when I say that I'm proud of y'all, I really mean it because um, I've seen the change in all of you and it's changed for the better. And it's not just a stopping point for you guys. You're continually working on yourselves, working with people around you, working with your families and pouring into them. So it's it's always a great thing. And, I, and I'm glad to be you know uh, a witness of it and even to be a part of it at times uh, because I have seen the opposite and I've experienced the opposite. And I definitely don't want that for anybody, friend or enemy. Um, it is a terrible place to be, is a terrible existence to have, and it really feels like you're sinking, and you don't know where you're sinking into. You don't know what basically is around you because everything feels and seems so dark. So I really, really push to speak life and speak life and keep things jovial and keep things happy, um, and not something that I try to fake, but really, really embody um the, the positive and push the positive. Even when I'm having disagreements or or even um, having arguments, I really still try to speak life into people. Um, and by by doing that, I see changes in not only myself, but my environment and the people around me. Man, that, that, it, that is so, man, so many layers to what you just said, but I think that um, I, I first just want to say I appreciate you in saying that but also want you to um, know that the feeling is mutual in terms of wanting the best for you, wanting to know that you are, you know what I'm saying? Like that you too are great. And, you know, I, I want to see, you know, good things happen for you, you know, and, and, and just, and the things that you feel like you deserve. I want you to know that I feel like I'm hoping and always kind of putting that energy onto you and Cody and TS <laughs> that mm -hmm. bastard. Uh, <laughs> always kind of putting that energy out there that I want you guys to be great and to be and to be happy because like you said like Russell it, it can be a, a dark place and I can only you can end up in a dark place and I not even as a person who suffers from chronic depression or anxiety all of the people around me do and so I can only imagine the ways I felt in life I can only imagine what you guys you know might have felt or what you guys could have been going through you know what i'm saying or it, it just yeah. so so i want those those same things for you and I, i'm happy that you you know you say that but i also just want you to realize it's important for me to know that you feel that same way and you feel you have that support and that you feel that love you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm.
So these are just a few things to help guide us to the answers we may be seeking and for our intended purpose. But they're also just good practices to have in general. Um, there are more points to go over regarding this, but maybe we'll pick this up at a later time. Uh, this is already long enough. That's what she said. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, beat me too. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, what she, uh... <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. Well, um, I so I looked up a quick Snapple fact, and I just wanted to say that in looking up Snapple facts, um, I've learned that there are actually some Snapple facts that are false. Oh yeah, there's a lot of weird bogus ones. Uh, the so I'm and the the first one that comes up that I'm just happy to I'm happy to say is false. I'm happy to say that I've read that this is a load of shit. Um, the average human eats eight spiders in his or her lifetime while sleeping. Well, you don't necessarily know that that's false. I guess we don't. Sleep. Well, here's the, here's the, well, right right here's the thing about it that that number is could be very egregious when you think about the fact that spiders are actually um they said spiders are actually pretty scared of human of human movements which makes sense because we're giants compared to them including breathing so the fact the likelihood that they would go near an open mouth of a human and if you think about it how small they are well most of us are covered by blankets and they like dark and moist warm places pause (laughs) oh god not only that but um I don't know if you guys knew this, but oh god, spiders are damn near blind, so they have eight eyes and they can barely see. So they react <laughs> <they laughs> to movement, which is why when when you move, like that's when spiders move. But they can barely fucking see, so they'll be like in the corner of the room and be like, "What the fuck is that?" They have to move, and it's like, "What the fuck is that?" Like they can barely see. I think the only one is like the jumping spider, and it has to have great vision so that it knows where it's jumping, but. The rest of the spiders are blind as fuck. Like I learned this recently, and I'm like, that's hilarious. So because they're not seeing us as Attack on Titans. They're just going to their what they think is a home. Right. They're just moving, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Something moves. Ah, let's run. You know but what? We don't know where we're running to. <laughs> this is this is this is making me even. I was so happy to say that this was false, but now that I don't just know. Now I'm more worried because it's like spiders are blind. <laughs> they could be walking right into my mouth. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, there was another one that said um, spiders drink out of your eyelids at night. So uh, there's a lot of Jesus <laughs> Christ. Why would that be a Spiders are sorcerers. Jesus. <laughs> spiders, aka TS. They only have six legs, but they have two arms. Like, <laughs> they walk around. How do they wear pants, though? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, six jeans. Well, <laughs> I was. Just on the back. <laughs> damn. Well, I, I, well. That uh, that's the Snapple fact is that is Snapple facts are false, but that one is actually true. Maybe potentially, who knows? Spiders are blind. That's the fun fact of the week. Uh, no fucked up story of the week because we have not recorded in almost two months. So yeah, it's it's insane. So we are not gonna do a fucked up story of the week. We are just gonna say hey, um, we're back. And so this has been episode one hundred and twenty five of. Not politically correct. This is your boy Rumo Koi, aka Mister Woody Do, aka Young Splash God. You know where I'm at. I'm on Twitter at Rumo Koi KPZ. Hey, I'm Cody. Rest. And that's episode. And and where? Cody, you're gonna have to start um, putting your uh, YouTube and stuff name at the end of your 
Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. And you can find him at Wait a minute, you just said you just did this. Something period dad. Oh god. Dad period of all trades. So your yeah. government? You got it. Dad of all trades. dad period of all trades. <laughs> so but on <laughs> the biggest periods. Dad period. <laughs> 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 Dad's trading his kids. No. <laughs> Yikers! <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> so you're welcome to the Ezra Miller show. Um, oh, on, pause! Right. No, we were doing no, nope, no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and on that note, how about?